A woman was flying home for Christmas, and she got on the plane, she sat down, and another gentleman came on the plane and sat next to her, fellow passenger. And as the flight went on, this woman took out a Bible and began to read it. And the guy next to her kind of chuckled to himself, but he went back to his magazine. But as the flight went on, she went page after page after page, the guy finally said, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you don't actually believe any of that stuff that you read in there, do you? And the woman said, yes, I believe it's in the Bible. Well, what about uh, that guy who was in the whale for a while? You don't actually believe that. Oh yes, uh, Jonah, I believe that, it's in the Bible. Well, how did he survive all that time in the belly of the whale? Well, I don't know, and I get to heaven, I'll ask him. Well, what if he isn't in heaven? The woman put her Bible down, looked at the man, and said, Then you can ask him. (laughs) Now, that woman wasn't being very nice, but neither nice is today's Gospel lesson from St. Luke, chapter 3. When is the last time you heard a preacher say, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. I actually thought about going out on the street corner and uh, preaching that message to everyone who walked by on Main Street. But uh, David and Vivian Roberts told me that it probably wouldn't be well received, so I didn't do it. Now, imagine that. It's surprising that it wouldn't be well received. Because actually, John the Baptist, who was famous for many things, including eating locusts and honey. Mmm, locusts, yummy, crunchy goodness. He actually received a pretty good reception to his fiery message of repentance. Tax collectors, who were notorious in first century Israel for ripping people off, heard John's message and said, what should we do? Soldiers. And remember, these are troops from the occupying power, the Roman Empire, heard John's message and said, what should we do? The common people heard John's message and said, what should we do? There was a power to John the Baptist's preaching, to his message. It was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And that power was for the purpose of preparing people to meet Christ. That was his purpose, preparing people to meet Christ. Now, of course, of course, there were people who took the bus from town out into the desert, I'm sure, just to see the circus, the crowds, and John the Baptist eating the locusts and all that sort of thing. But nonetheless, there was an urgency, a power to his stump sermon. And that message was, bear fruits, worthy of repentance. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Now remember, when you listen to the scriptures, when you listen to the sermon, you should be listening for the message. Listening for the message. Now repentance is the biblical concept of turning away from what is wrong to turn toward what is right. Repentance is the biblical concept of Slamming the brakes, coming to a complete stop, and turning your life around in a new direction. 
Repentance is getting your act, act together. It's making the change. It's cleaning up. It's sobering up. It's opening your eyes to the needs in the world. It's this change of life from one direction to another direction. Repentance. How many of you have heard this word repentance before? Great. It is choosing the road less traveled, which will make all the difference. Frederica Matthews Green, who is a wonderful teacher of Christian spirituality, she writes about repentance in this way. Repentance is the doorway to the spiritual life. The only way to begin, it is also the path itself. The only way to continue. Anything else is foolishness and self-delusion. Only repentance is both brute honest enough and joyous enough to bring us all the way home. Chew on that one more time. She writes, Repentance is the doorway to the spiritual life. The only way to begin? It's also the path itself. The only way to continue. Anything else is foolishness and self-delusion. Only repentance is both brute honest enough and joyous enough to bring us all the way home. Repentance is the journey toward home. Home with God, home with yourself, home with others. Loudly repeat after me. Repentance is a journey toward home. With God, with God, yourself, yourself, and others. And others. Good. A businesswoman ordered a bouquet of flowers for her friend who is opening a new branch office. And so this businesswoman got to the branch office. They're having a little opening party, and she was shocked to see that the bouquet that she had ordered had this inscription: "Rest in peace." And she was so livid about this that she actually went to the florist and she complained. And the florist guy said, look, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, but just think about it this way. Today, someone was buried under a bouquet of flowers that read, Congratulations on your new location. <laughs> <laughs> Repentance is coming to a new spiritual location. What's that location for you? When John the Baptist listeners heard his fiery message about repentance, they all said, what should we do? And to the common people, here is what John said. Whoever has two coats must share with any who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Basically, he told them to share. And to the soldiers, he basically told them, don't bully. And to the tax collectors, he basically told them, be fair. Now, these might not seem like particularly radical things to do. But the journey of repentance is often taken small faithful step by small faithful step by small faithful step versus mad dash, momentous change in a matter of moments and minutes. Though Christian history is full of mad dash repenters. 
And by the way, those little things, be fair, don't bully, share, those have big implications for our lives, for society, for church. Now, it may be that you are sitting there not asking yourself, what should we do? What should I do? Like John's listeners were. Because there's a very good chance that you actually already know what you should do, or what you need to do to repent. To deal with your sin. To make the change. To get back to God. Whatever it is that you need to do. Now maybe that you're scared. Or maybe that after all this time, you've just given up about this thing changing. You may have said, you know what, I've tried, I've tried, this isn't going to change my life. I just hope this message goes by really quickly so I don't have to think about it anymore. But here's the good news. John the Baptist was all about preparing people to meet Jesus. And Jesus was and is all about transforming people with love. All about turning lives around with love. Your turnaround, your change, your repentance cannot happen on the basis of your strength alone. Cannot. Big red pen under the cannot. Cannot. Turn to your neighbor and say cannot. Say it more forcefully. Cannot. Alright. Good. Your turnaround, your repentance, the change that God wants for the world, cannot happen on the basis of your strength or mind alone. You will need buckets. You will need buckets of strength from God and buckets of strength from God's people. <laughs> One of the primary sources of strength is for is the Eucharist, is Holy Communion. And it's not just about your life, your individual life and your repentance. But it's about how you can lift a bucket of strength for somebody else's repentance. Now for sure, that person has to walk the walk. They have to deal with their sin. They have to get their life together. they got to do that. But you and I can step alongside of that and say, I'm with you. God's with you. Just one more step. Just one more step. Just one more step. Let's say that together. Just one more step. So in this season of Advent, as we prepare for the coming of Christ, what is it that you need to do? What's the repentance that needs to take place in your life? What's the change? What's, what do you need to say you're sorry for? What do you need to confess? What needs to happen? What are your next steps? How will you act and how you receive those buckets of strength from God and God's people that you need? Remember, repentance can be rough, agonizing. But only repentance is both brute honest enough and joyous enough to bring us all the way home. So this Advent, come home to God. Come home to yourself and come home to others. Amen.